He wanted to arm Mujahideen. There! Who's the fucking nihilist around here, you bunch of fucking crybabies? Don't hate me, bro! Welcome to Post Your cause is right, and God is on your side. How's it going? Another Post Void Post. There's been a lot of things in the news, but I'm not going to lie, haven't really been paying attention to it as much. And I think that that's uh, indicative with our society currently. It's, it's rather interesting. It's um, almost kind of like one big sociological experiment kind of how i was uh implying at the beginning of this if you go back to about may june um yeah essentially i i, I you know i was gonna make an episode about this but i guess i was gonna i, I can tie it all into literally this is part one and i'm gonna have notes down for part two and part three because there are things that i do want to talk about but um, it all kind of ties into this, I guess, is the fact that, um, you know, I'm getting sick of the arts now, and it's something I don't want to get sick of. I don't want to get sick of music. I don't want to get sick of movies that I enjoy. I don't want to get sick of video games I enjoy even. Like, you know, I understand that there are... that. Almost all of them are psyops, you know, and psychological experiments in certain circumstances, certain ways, you know, like whether it be intentional or not, you know, like I, I think that a lot of that shit just sells. So it's just they put tropes, tropes like that in songs, music, stories, everything like that. And it just starts to spin in on itself. And it's like, shit, I'm not hearing anything created from somebody that's a stranger or a friend or some or half somewhere in between that I just randomly stumble upon throughout my travels and my everyday life anymore. And, you know, so I'm just secluded to preset conversations with my friends or media. The only thing I can see live anymore is streaming media. I can't see my friends in live form, like, you know, or at least, you know, of course there's a couple that you can, but, not everyone. It's not like you can go out and experience a crowd anymore. And that's something just... In, there's something very inhumane about that. Just the word inhumane is properly properly applied there. You can call it safety, yes. But at the same time, you have to consider that inhumane. It's, it's, it's basically against the human core. To be able to not be able to experience a crowd like it's it, like it's it's the same type of phobia or same type of shock that someone in um, an isolation tank or like a, um, in in isolation in a prison like receives, you know, like astronauts have to go through astronauts have to go through that type of process that psychological like understanding of like oh yeah i'm only going to be surrounded by like five people for fucking god knows how long and you know you could say oh yeah society isn't that strict but for a year 
And now, next year, most likely, we're not going to find any relief in this. If anything, this winter is going to get real bad, because I know people that have had, like, oh yeah, my entire family just got sick real fast. And even if it's the flu or COVID, either way, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. I'm not trying to laugh. I'm laughing at that in a, you know, like, laughing at a cliff type of way, you know? Ugh, it's uh, it's rough business. It's rough business. And, um... I don't know, maybe this is all that Operation Dark Winter 2001 or whatever, you know, look that up from Biden. Maybe I'll pull in some sound clips from that. I already got some sound clips queuing up. But, uh, yeah, anyways, I don't want to make this a Black Pill Doom and Gloom episode. That's not at all what I intend. And also, too, I was going to be bringing up the uh, the bombs, all the bombs going off. Uh, uh, kudos to uh, Rained Out Raincast for picking this stuff up because i wasn't even aware of the one that happened in rochester apparently there was a very strange fire that happened in rochester as well too and you have to be sus of all the ones that kind of happened around christmas now because uh there's already that one in baltimore where they the news kind of brushed that under the rug but why would there even be a gas leak in a freaking skyscraper that like blew it up? like i don't know I see. I think there's going to be some Ted Kaczynski Unabomber copycat things going on. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Uh, maybe it's. I don't want to make assumptions here, you know, because I've made episodes about order than I angles and how they work. I've made episodes about like strange sleeper cells. Um, you know, domestic sleeper cells. I don't know. It kind of does seem a little in tune with that. Just to point it out, you know. Uh, you can take that investigation for however you want it to. I'm not going to actually extrapolate that much upon it. But, yeah. Um, it just seems very sus that it's, like, suspect that it's, um, utilities and stuff like that. I mean, the 5G thing? I don't know. Like, uh... I don't buy it because 5G's already installed in like almost everybody's houses. Like it doesn't work like that. I think there's uh, something a little fishy going on. Kind of almost sounds like that time that that governor got like kidnapped in Michigan, and like clearly it was an FBI plot and ploy. Like I don't know. There's some weird things going on. Some sketchy shit. I. I, I I think our government might be terrorizing us. I'm not too sure. Uh, it's weird. It's very strange. Uh, if Q is deep, Q could have been deep state the entire time, and now they just got fucking monarch agents. Oh shit! Oh shit! Uh, it's like monarch became a meme. Oh no! <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm going to play some uh, interesting. Segway, which I cannot remember off the top of my head, which I made. It might be the either Klaus, I played the Klaus Schwab one. Um, it's going to be something cool. It's going to be something interesting and poignant, and also using a factual sample. Anyways, to continue. I don't know how it will play out in uh, November, but what we know is that we will end up with many more unemployed, and uh, particularly also people in the gray economy which are not counted for, uh, who lose their jobs. So we will see definitively a lot of anger uh, 
already now, but probably increase by the end of the year, uh, because this crisis will be with us until we really have found a remedy. So um, we have to prepare for a more angry world. And uh, how to prepare? Uh, it means to take the necessary action to create a fairer world, um, to see that uh, we provide everybody with uh, decent access to the health system, um, that we make sure that those people uh, who are really left behind, uh, and I'm not speaking only on national levels, I'm speaking also internationally, if I see now uh, the tragedy in some of the emerging countries like South Africa, like some countries in East Asia. I think it's all, uh, I, I don't have too many remedies. The, the remedies have to be discussed through dialogue by the stakeholders of our global system. But um, I just see the need for such a dialogue and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. To what extent would a reset be brought about by a change in the White House, the election of Joe Biden, for instance? I don't know. Um, we first, we shouldn't speculate about the outcome of the election. We will see uh, beginning of November and then we, we can in any case, uh, we can, and the World Economic Forum uh, is uh, very open and as an open platform to integrate everybody who is willing to address those issues in a spirit which means uh, to exercise here uh, true global citizenship. Just pick up on some of the economic projections uh, in your book. You tackle what the future may look like, and at this stage, we're grappling with various uh, letters of the alphabet, whether it's a V or a U, or perhaps even a symbol, a tick shape. Can you just give us some some clues about the growth down the track, what we can expect? First, uh, if you look at it at the uh, national or global level, at the macroeconomic level. Uh, one of the things we address very much in the book and we are concerned is the increase that we, we spend about 10 trillion worldwide to deal with the short-term negative effects of the uh, pandemics. Um, but we should be aware uh, we are just increasing our debt situation. And we were already very much debt loaded before we went into the crisis. So how to get at the end out of this debt situation is still a big question mark. Second, uh, we know that there's quite some impact on different industries. Uh, we know um, that uh, certainly the health industry, the digital industry uh, will go out of this crisis strengthened. But we know that many um, industries which rely particularly on physical interaction uh, will have difficulties to survive. Um, finally, I, I uh, just uh, uh, would uh, add, I, I think um, um, this is an opportunity again uh, to, to, to find solutions uh, which are beneficial for the next generation. So why not to tie government aid to the green economy which we have to create? Uh, why not to make sure that we revolutionize, uh, digitalize particularly our uh, educational system 
So we are here when we talk about the great reset uh, to talk also about innovation. How can we do things differently from what we used to do? And if we speak about differently, it means also how can we do it to make sure that a majority of people are benefiting from it and not just a minority. We started out Davos this year talking about the environment, Greta Thunberg versus Donald Trump, There's certainly a lot of headlines crossing from the mountain. But last time around in the crisis, we saw people didn't care so much about the environment when we were talking about large-scale job losses. This time seems different. Are you surprised about how strong the sustainability theme has been right through the pandemic? No, um, I would see even a, a chance to to, um, uh, to accelerate, uh, let's say, our uh, uh, transition into a green economy because uh, people probably recognize that we have to become more resilient. We have now the experience of one crisis. The environmental crisis, the climate crisis could be a much bigger one. So. Um, I see more awareness, but on the other hand, we have the big issue of um, unemployment, of uh, low levels of employment. And I think we should see the two as contradictory objectives. And that was Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum doing a pretty infamous uh, interview. Can't remember who that was with, but it doesn't really matter. That was was Klaus Schwab. And if you know anything about Canadian politics, they jizz their pants over that guy. Um, And a lot of uh, across-the-board politicians in the United States as well, too. I mean, people's like this talk about the Council on Foreign Relations, but at the same time, there is also the Council on National Policy, and both of those are just uh, scapegoats at the end of the day anyways. And that was also, in the background, The M Machine, and the song is Luma. I think I may have actually used it in the background of a previous sample. They are a defunct DJ group. I believe they went on to make music soundtracks or movie soundtracks. Music movie soundtracks. Anywho, to continue. Ah, back again. So, I um, was thinking about it and I'm like, why the fuck are, is everyone memeing so hard this guy that smacked this kid in the face with, like, a, a twisted tea bottle. Like, I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure you've, if you've gone on any of the social media platforms and for at least 10 minutes, you've seen a meme with this guy whipping a twisted tea can at this kid's face. It's kind of funny. I mean, I got to give it to you. It was like I watched the video and I was like, oh, this is funny. I actually watched it several times. I'm like, oh, this is funny. But, like... Then it's getting memed like crazy, and I'm like, whoa, all right. This used to just be like some sort of video that I would see every day, and I would just be like, oh, ha, 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 and like skip by it, and like maybe see it pop up every now and then and be like, oh, ha, 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 I remember that one. But like 
dominating the news feeds. This guy whipping a kid because he's like some weird white boy that says that said the n-word and like he was drunk and he's like just slap me and like you know it's funny but still it's it's weird and like i don't know it just something seems very off-putting on the fact of how fast it got like viral and just how dominating it is on today's news where there's already been a lot of stuff happening I mean, this is pretty a, it's a pretty pivotal point. You know, we have a transition of presidents happening right now as well, with a stimulus package being pushed through. Um, there's been some bombs going off apparently. Um, it's like been a lot of weird stuff going on, and I, I find it extremely suspect that like the liberal news isn't blowing up the fact that possibly Q people are bombing shit like it's kind of funny i'm like i mean like it's like i would think that would be plastered all over the news i think that would be like front front headline shit like oh these fucking cute because you know like they're they've been on the death march for that shit but you know um apparently not since biden's coming into office hmm maybe they want to uh stow that maybe you know like it's kind of the juxtaposition to Black Lives Matter, you know, like, because Black Lives Matter is getting wicked pissed that they're like, what the fuck? Like, you guys said you had our back, and now you're backing off. And then with the Q guys, they're like, oh, we're just gonna pretend you don't exist. And like, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, man. Show and face. Mask off, show and face. But no one gives a shit because they're all distracted by the guy whipping the fuck. They're all distracted by T-Pain. By T-Pain. You know, fucking, where's T-Pain at? Remember T-Pain? Auto-tune! I'm the first guy with auto T-Pain was pretty sick back in the day from what I remember. He was, like, kind of Illuminati-esque, but he was one of those guys that, like, was openly Illuminati-esque and making fun of it at the same time. Kind of like Frank Zappa, I guess. Like, the black Frank Zappa. Yeah, T-Pain was kind of like the black Frank Zappa for a little bit. He was, like, doing, like, weird adult swim shit and, like, making, like, um... made a show called, like, uh, a musical called Freaknik, which was actually pretty funny. I don't know. Um, was it racist? Was it not? I can't tell. Uh, T-Pain's an odd fellow. But, yeah, T-Pain's back into the memes. Because, right? Guy whipped the fucking kid in the face with a fucking twisted T-can. That's T-Pain. Get it? T-Pain! T-Pain! All right, I'm going to play some, uh, I'm going to make a song mixed with some T-Pain. Yeah, all right, I'll be back. Uh, I got some good notes, too. I'm going to kind of lightly kind of put this because, you know, I live in Massachusetts. I, uh, most of my family are teachers. A lot of them are teachers, you know. They're working remote and they're trying to teach their kids as best as they can. And a lot of the teachers that I know are not big fans of the curriculum. 
you know like they they work within the curriculum but they know that they also have to do some things to at least teach the kids some critical thinking that you know the curriculum may not teach and that might that's often very simple and very like uh wholesome and kind of cute you know like <laughs> just you know it's uh funny you know it sadly seems like every year it gets more and more like you know we can't allow goldfish in the classroom anymore and stuff like that you know and uh well this year the classroom doesn't even exist uh, that much so you know it's when i see these dancing nurses I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And I don't care. You can call you can call me a crazy conspiracy theorist and you can call me um callous and shallow cuz you're like, "Oh, all these people were saving lives. Why can't they post a dancing video to TikTok?" Um because it looks like they're dancing on people's graves. It's because they're looking like they're dancing on people's graves. And I am sick and fucking tired of seeing medical workers dancing to songs. I'm done with it. It's a disgusting meme. It just it's just offensive to any other essential worker, really. It's like it's literally a let them eat cake moment. And it's not cool and it's triggering and you know what? Like it's triggering on multiple levels. And I don't care if you think, oh, well, they're just letting off steam. Fuck off. Fuck off. Like, be fucking professional. If you want to fucking have people take you seriously, if you want people to trust their lives with you, don't fucking post dance TikTok videos of you, Lizzo fucking, like, no. No, stop it. Just fucking stop it. If you want us to take this shit seriously, if people are really fucking dying here, if families are really getting fucking sick by somebody that's a nurse that fucking gets sick and they get sick with their family, that's fucked up. That's sad. Don't stop dancing. Stop fucking dancing to it. Like, just stop posting the dancing videos. It's fucked up. You're dancing on graves. That's what that meme is. Dancing on graves. (laughs) It's disgusting. It's like, I wouldn't do that if I was in that situation. I don't know how you could get yourself to think that that is a fucking proper way to carry yourself. <laughs> it's, it's like common sense. It's like, what the fuck? Like, do what do you think that you're fucking above everything else? You think you're a fucking cop? <laughs> get it? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's all getting a little mixed up now. Maybe you can't tell which one's different, doctor or cop. Hmm, doesn't that sound like fascist Germany? All right, I gotta pause this for a second. <laughs> the safety dance, the safety dance. Everybody take off your pants. The safety dance, the safety dance. Eugenics is gonna make you shit your pants. superpowers being honest i'll eat your ass i will
try to always save the uh, headiest concepts for last, I guess. Um, this one's kind of been a working theory that I've had for a while now. It's somewhat antiquated, and it was actually off of a meme that I uh, stumbled upon in around 2014. Now, I'm going to straight shot fire here. I know uh, most of this episode kind of seemed pretty silly, but here's, but believe me, it was rooted in a lot of this as well, too. I try to make it entertaining. So here's the nitty-gritty. All right. Um, well, there was a meme running around 4chan around, like, 2014, all the way running, before, like, way before then. Like, like all the way to, like, 2006 and stuff. And it was called Cicada. And it was one of the first ARGs. An ARG is an augmented reality game 
where um, one of the most common ARGs that people are familiar with would be, say, geocaching, where um, when you leave a cache, a like usually it's a Tupperware container, hopefully not filled with drugs or um, anthrax, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I guess you get, uh, believe me, I've done geocaching a couple times before. I'm like, I oh, got, I hope this is not a trap. <laughs> I hope like this is not an IED. <laughs> <But> like, um, <laughs> Oh God. I mean, that is a horrible introduction to geocaching. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, God damn. I'm way too much of a paranoid person. <laughs> Is my is this geocache gonna be an IED? <laughs> Fucking Christ! Uh, you never know. Twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, but anyways, um, I trust geocaches to a particular extent, and yeah, it was an interesting concept back in the day. And it's when people used to like just leave shit for each other. It's kind of like Pokemon Go, I guess. It's kind of like, um, you know, a Pokemon. It was before Pokemon Go, but it's very similar to like what Pokemon Go is, you know. But said you're using GPS coordinates to find uh, caches that other people have left. I don't know. The more I think about that, the more it starts to seem a little weird. All right. Um, <laughs> this is not where I wanted this conversation to go. All right. Um, well. Shit, how did I get on to geocaching? Oh my god. Oh man, that's a fucking conundrum in and of itself. Woo! Well, um, I'll admit that I have done geocaching before, and you know what I do geocache? Is that um, I leave locations, and what I like to geocache is that I get these little um, pieces of paper inside albums when I buy albums. And actually CDs too. And they're like the digital downloads. I never use them. And what I instead what I do is I take clear duct tape. So I kind of self-laminate it real fast, you know, because it's clear duct tape. And it's, it fits the size of an index card. So I do that and I cut it out. And then I put in a geocache. And I'm like, whatever. That's like basically like me giving someone like an album, but digital copy is kind of funny because it's in a geocache. And you're like, oh, it's a digital copy of a download. But that's still pretty cool. You know, uh, I, th I think it's a little cheeky, but that's what I do. That's why I like geocaches. Anywho. And also maybe I'll put like a cool rock or something, cool beach rock or whatever. But uh, yeah. Um, so on to. Ugh. This is going to be a little hard. Um, hive mind versus perception. Yeah. All right. Um, I was rooting this back to Cicada. I mentioned Cicada because I was talking about ARGs, augmented reality games, and then I started talking about geocaching. All right. So uh, I have to turn off my notification. Sorry if you heard the ding there. Um, oh, I'm getting dinged. Oh, no. <laughs> um be funny actually if i did get dinged for talking about cicada because i've heard things about um that arg being specifically special and tapping because if you know anything about it, i believe it's cicada 3301 um i've seen a couple of them played out actual ones played out and then there's been copycats so many times but um it's a Strange augmented reality. You got to be a coder in order to figure it out, and then you, uh, you got to people on the ground. You got to make teams for it. It's really bizarre. Um, it was kind of like almost like the Amazing Race, but not publicized, but more like tapping CIA agents. 
Um, and possibly a spinoff of MKUltra since it's been proven that that got funding. All right. Um, and then also I think possibly they might be working at CERN. <laughs> and that there might be some sort of simulation there where it's trying to simulate reality. And I've been talking about this called the Cicada Simulation. And that that's the real thing going on behind there is that there's some sort of AI quantum computer that's trying to simulate reality. And once it can properly simulate reality, then we will be sucked into it just like a paradox. Like it will be a paradox of consciousness. And I that sounds woo-woo, sounds really strange. But honestly, it's kind of how a lot of this follows. And who knows if it already happened. And, you know, I don't want to, nah. I don't want to get too deep with it, but um, I found a good um, cliff to argue on when it comes to all of that, and it's the fact of hive mind versus perception. So, if you're familiar with the double slit theory, well, the double slit experiment, excuse me, the double slit experiment, what happened was, was that scientists essentially shot particles through a, god damn, I don't want to have to fucking explain the double slit experiment right now i really don't so how about this you look it up and actually you will be pretty astonished at what you find and um i'll put in the links the children's explanation of it and i swear to god that's actually what it is and the conclusion of the experiment is the fact that um observing a fucking experiment changes the results (laughs) which makes absolutely no sense like it it defies physics the fact that if you observe an experiment, the result changes rather than leaving the experiment running and then you observing the results later. And this keeps happening over and over and over again. It's, it's like this, it, it's kind of a little like, ugh, makes you almost want to throw up if you think about it too much. <laughs> so, um,. Kind of makes you think about hive mind. Kind of makes you think about like this whole hive mind idea. You know, like we are all one singularity, mental singularity, all this stuff. Where it's like, well, if that's the case, then an AI would be able to predict reality because we are all in tune with an AI singularity. Get it? Like, get, it's an uberos. It's like, you know, it's like it's a. Uh, Oboros or whatever. It's like an endless circle. You know, it's a snake that eats its tail. You know, like it's... So, but then... I guess you could say a fractal is a lot different than that, right? Like, a fractal is kind of just endlessly sprying off in different directions. And just kind of just trying to branch out. And there's no real way to snuff that out. Like, there really isn't. But it just seems interesting that... um we're at this, I guess, pivotal moment. And I use that term extremely relative with what I was just discussing. Alright, um, yeah. So, might do a part four, or might just leave it off with a tasty sample. But, uh, alright. Um, yeah. Hope I inspired. Hope I didn't black pill. Alrighty. And, uh, don't forget the mod ad. Yeah, shit's cool.